audio. Hello, everybody. What are you doing different with your hair? I'm letting it grow long. I'm just, I'm just, it's in then that, it's you, in that, it's in that awkward phase right now. Then why did right you get now. it cut the other day? Well, you still, you have to still maintain the trim so it grows the right way that you want it. Uh-huh. So you have to go in and have that, that trim done. I know. Right now it's very awkward. It's in that awkward between short and long. You know how for the, for a while our videographer, Russ, when he was growing his hair out, yeah, he did that exact same thing. He's got style than you though. Well, that, but his, his has reached the point where I'm hoping to get mine to. So <laughs> I can't that's, wait. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then we'll see who's cooler in the building. Yeah. Still going to be Russ. <laughs> still going to be Russ. That's no <laughs> lie. God. I don't know. I just said the hell with it. I'm going to try it. I see know. What happens. I've had that. And then I, it's the same with growing a beard for me. You right. Get, you get to that point and then you're just like, screw this. Well, the key is. And Russ wears a stocking cap. He wore a stocking cap for six months. Yeah, because I mean, it's an awkward that awkward face. Well, know. but it's but he's also he was also covering up the weirdness. I know that's what I mean. He and I'm not. It up and I just decided just, not to. I just, just decided to let it go. go huh? Well, a little high forehead-y today, though. I noticed. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only thing. The I key is though, you got to spend the money to get it trimmed, and then your beard to be cut professionally. That's the way you keep it from getting annoying. Because if you have to do it all the time yourself, welcome to Beard Talk, everybody. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Rob and Mark. This is with this is your work. Beard at work. Um, that's that's the key. The, it, the, this, the beard thing is more of the, the neck. My, my thought is, always, right. I mean, I always try to shave it because it looks trimmer or cleaner. Yes, exactly. I do, too. But then my then I go, well, if I got to shave that shit. Anyway, you're day, just going to do the whole gonna thing. just going to do the whole thing. <laughs> but that's just a tiny strip, and that's all you do. The, just no. And it's done. Not you're, for me. Not for you. You are. You are my, my, my neck hair goes down into my chest and maybe around <laughs> my back a little. I'm convinced if you plugged your nose and kept your mouth shut and then blew out, your beard would just poof. It, it feels like that. It would just appear. I go to bed and everything's fine and I get up and my face is scratching on the pillow. God, you're a hairy SOB. Um, okay. All right. Oh, one, All right, one, back to whiskey. One thing oh, we, we got we to gotta get out uh, right now is that uh, you waited too long on the Platinum tickets for Whiskey yeah, Festival. suckers. Sorry. They're already gone. Platinum in a, tickets are gone. Been on sale just a little over a week. And because we did it right before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. The, the email to existing buyers went out Black Friday. So it has been, yeah, just over a week and about four days. Yeah, and then, uh, wow. Well, thank then, you then all. We sent it out to everybody else on Monday, and by Friday they were gone, or by Saturday they were gone. So cool so that uh, that you're uh, that you're going to participate in this again. And please take note that we are actively working to make those platinum tickets worth every single penny, and we've got some buzz. Right now that we can't share with you, yeah. But um, just know that we are um, we're we're on it. All right. Yeah, we've had some initial conversations, um, requests mm-hmm. for some pretty good stuff have been made. I mean, that still remains to be seen if they get filled by corporate. Obviously, right. You know, we don't have complete control over, or I mean, our our contacts at the distributors that don't have complete control over what shows up here, but. Um, yeah, we've, we've got some pretty cool stuff, uh, that I'm excited about. And I, you know, 
they seemed excited <laughs> about as well. So hopefully, um, this is all going to work out. Uh, we, we'll have some stuff in there that uh, definitely was not in there last year, right? Um, and the, but again, there's still VIP tickets available, and there's still general admission tickets available, and non sampling, and non sampling. You know anybody that if you just want to come and eat, would rather go to church. <laughs> well, the food is so the good. The food though. is pretty good. That's for, what's for yeah, whatever it for forty dollars. Yeah, for forty bucks, you can come get a hell of a meal. Yeah, and you can, and it's not like it's just it's it's buffet style. So you know, go ahead, go to town on that thing. Um, yeah, but uh, the VIPs uh, are generally where. Uh, there'll be certain tables will have VIP pours. So if you have a general admission ticket, you can still go to the table where that whiskey is, but there might be a bottle or two there that you can't have unless you have the VIP ticket. That is true. So, you know, buy those next if you're considering. And But even if you just get the general admission, you're still getting over 100 and, I don't know, probably 100 plus different whiskeys you get to try. Yeah, yeah. Easily. I think there's, yeah, that's about right. So mountainwestwhiskeyfestival.com. And again, to everybody that purchased those platinum tickets and sold it out so fast, thank you. Uh, super excited to see you guys. Okay. Uh, what other house cleaning stuff did we have to do? Advent calendar. Oh, our advent calendar. Yes. Okay. Now, the first four days were, <laughs> audio-wise, were a little challenging. All right. We were new. Yes. We're not new. We should have known better right away. We were lazy is what we were. A little bit. Well, we let Russ do his thing and then we Well, over. he has a brand new camera and on that camera was a pretty <laughs> solid microphone that yeah. I don't think he had plugged it's, in. <laughs> it's something. just a bad room. Yeah, it is. For it, you've got to have a lav or it, or it doesn't work. You can't the if you're trying to project the No. The any concrete bunker is going to have yeah, <laughs> some technical issues. You know, if the zombie apocalypse hits, come we have a bunker and <laughs> right booze, so. and a lot of booze. Yeah, all the guns are at home though, so you're out of <laughs> so anyway. Uh, it's it's yeah the the audio. I mean, you can hear us, and it's 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 fine. Well, um, you'll hear most of it. Tick, right, TikTok didn't like us on the first one. No, so. they did not. But starting starting uh, well, as of today of this recording. Day five. Day five will have. Yes, the audio well, is. Day two has the audio, even though it was the same music in the background of <laughs> right. day one. Yeah, that was TikTok and their damn algorithms that, ugh, it's so frustrating with social media when you try to post stuff. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to watch us uh, go through this advent calendar that we picked up, which has kind of become a big deal. I've, I've seen a lot of articles on this particular advent calendar and what it features. It's from the company... That, Flavier, yeah, that will send you whatever. that you can do like monthly whiskey subscriptions through these guys. So they'll send you those little 50 milliliter bottles of various well, whiskeys. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat. Wow. So that's what this is, depending on what you get. Because so far of the of the five days we've done it, we've like yeah. two of them. Well, <laughs> maybe. And, you know, what, what 50 milliliters. What, what's well, come gonna, on. What's that going to do? What are you going to learn? <laughs> well, most people just like to take a small taste to see if they like it that is not i mean because look at your healthy pours right now of two whiskeys this one was smaller. that uh that we're that we're going to be discussing right now this one's better <laughs> that we're going to go back to rob and i were just we were sitting in my office and we were talking about how it seems like if you do podcasts like this or if you're part of whiskey groups oh, that one's pretty good. or if you sit with friends and have some stuff how frequently do you go back and have that thing again if it wasn't your favorite? Not very often. And so we looked under your in your cabinet in your office 
at the vast array of whiskeys and bourbons that are under there. Well, I've taken all the stuff that I really like home. <laughs> well, you, it couldn't have been everything you really liked because you said you were making those those infinity old fashions out of some of the stuff that were just okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's an old fashioned. I'm, I'm not an old fashioned snob. I'm sure somebody out there is, oh, I want the Eagle Rare. <laughs> Good Lord. The Eagle Rare 25, the brand new that just came yeah. out. I'd like to have the my... Eagle Rare old fashioned. I'm like, I'll have the bullet. Throw that in there and be done. Do you still have, are you still making that? Do you still have your barrel of it or are you out? The, the, the b- b- barrel is about gone. Well, I tell everybody how you did that. What did you do? I mean, how were you making those? Well, I would, it, it, it holds like a 175-ish. It's like a two-liter barrel. It's a barrel, barrel yeah, though, I mean, a charred barrel. Two-liter yeah. barrel. So, okay. I, you know, you'd make a big batch of it. With the with the simple syrup and then you know a few tablespoons of bitters and and mix it together and then pour it in this barrel and let it age well and then as soon as it got down about halfway what I would do is I would take another couple of bottles of stuff that I didn't think that I would revisit and mix up a, like a seven fifty of it and then top it off so it was a amalgamation of whatever. I can't even tell you how many different whiskeys have been in there now. Really? But there's, you know, a dozen or more maybe. Okay. That's a unique way to do it, though. I mean, it's a good way to get rid of bourbons and whiskeys that you've got, you know, maybe a third of the bottle left or yeah. less. You're like, let's just pour those in. I've been watching people make old fashions in the bottle. So what they'll do is they'll take a, a, a regular 750, and they'll and they'll remove or drink like the first ten ounces of it or nine ounces of it something like that, and then they will. These people have done the math. Yeah. For X amount of there simple is a syrup. A little bit of math, right? I mean, I've got a website that did the math for me. Yeah. Yeah. Put in the simple syrup. Put in the bitters, and then they just shake it up, and then they put that bottle in the freezer. Yeah. And then they'll just pour, that's a, pour that's it out. Essentially, what this is, other than but with this a whole is, this is being aged. I mean, it's in a. Barrel. But you're using all different kinds of whiskey too. Yeah. I'm just talking somebody would take like oh, this bottle of Blade and Bow and sure, that's that's how they'd make it. Best one I saw, which will make you sick to your stomach. Oh no. The Howler head. Oh for They took out sake. they did it that way. They put in the simple syrup, they put in the bitters with it and they said it tastes like an a banana bread old fashioned. So guess I'm, what's in my freezer right now, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it yet though. I may have so. to do that. I got that bottle of Howler head that I know is never going anywhere. Right. Yeah, may, try making an old-fashioned out of it like that. Of course, I bet I, you, you have to put simple syrup in it. For the love of Christ, it's sweet as shit already. Well, I don't know. Maybe not as much. I'll send you the recipe for it. I'll send you the, I'll send you the one that I did, and then you can see if you want to try well, it. Why out. don't you bring yours in, and we'll see if it's any good. Oh, yeah. I could do that, too. I don't know, man. I don't like to share that, though. It's, I, it's no. one of my favorites. So Fine. Anyway, talking about stuff that we I don't. I have room in my freezer anyway. Well, you got a half a deer in there, don't you, Rob? I got two thirds or oh three fourths of a deer in there so far. I better finish it tonight. Hey, what happens when you turn a freezer all the way down to its lowest setting? It still freezes. Do you, <laughs> does it? It, it just doesn't become a really to, cold fridge. That's kind of what I thought. So, well, it wasn't what I thought. It was what I was hoping. I was hoping right. I could get a a day of it on low before the. So why did why you just put it in there hoping to cut it up later, yeah. but not have it frozen? I didn't want it sitting out. I oh, wanted, I, just I see. wanted to cool it down and have it. And so I turned the freezer to the lowest setting, and uh, <laughs> it still froze. <laughs> Shut up. 
I don't often get a lot of stories like that out of you, Reb. So I gotta, well, you know, I, I gotta I make hay while the sun shines. To make fun of myself okay. as much as I make fun of everybody else. That's so good. Um, I can take it. All right. So yeah, now it's been defrosted. Now I. So when do we get the jerky then? I think I'll have to make some when the kids are home. Are, is there a way to make bourbon infused jerky? That's I'm what sure you should you could do. Marinate it with bourbon. I don't know why not. Yeah, give that a try. Well, I, then. I did that to my turkey. I and then I'll bring some, in my Heller head. I threw in some bourbon in my brine with my turkey for Thanksgiving. Let's do that with your jerky and see how good it is. I can do a small batch. Okay, good. Uh, speaking of small batch, are either one of these? They're no. not, are they? No. I don't think so. So we have had, we've, we've, we've put together a, pr- a pretty good little um, bar of whiskeys over the years that we've been doing this. And you and I got to talking about how Sometimes we don't go back and revisit any of these because on our first drink, they weren't bad. What's the, the quote I recently heard was, there's no such thing as bad whiskey. It's just some are better than others. And yeah, I, don't know about that. I thought, all right, yeah, that's, it's, it's not like, you know, um, pizza and sex are the same thing. When they're bad, they're both still pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, it's not quite that quote, but similar to that. I don't know. It depends on, do you like pineapple on your sex? or Well, uh, some do, probably. No kink shame on whiskey at work. No. So we found a couple of bottles. Yeah, these are old. These came. These are these are from our very early days. Yeah, these, we hauled these over from the first building we were in. Easily, that one was brought back by our engineer, whose family lives in Washington State. Yep, the Woodenville Bourbon and Blade and Bow, I believe, I brought back from San Diego when I was out there a number of years ago, um, not knowing that Blade and Bow is from the Stitzler Weller Distillery. Oh, you probably did, but at the time, Stitzler Weller probably it meant didn't nothing. mean that much to you. Yeah, Right. That's how long ago it's been, to be honest. At least. Um, and, of course, both of these have been uh, making a lot of lists for best bourbons recently. And I remember us doing podcasts on both of these thinking, eh, they're fine. I mean, they're bourbon, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, judging by how much is left in these things, you You'd think that we liked them more. Somebody's been drinking them. <laughs> I don't think it's been us, though. He's got about two fingers left in both of these bottles, and I don't remember. I don't remember having a, a, a I, single pour out of them I, since I, the first time we did it. I think we maybe put it out at happy hour, but even then it didn't right. seem like it garnered much attention. So do you have, I mean, do you have anything like that at your house? Do you have anything that you've you've purchased that just, well, maybe the Howler Head's a great example. You yeah, have a bottle, but. sitting there. I'm sure there are, I mean, I've. With all due respect to you, I've got a handful of scotches that mm-hmm. are sitting there that I haven't tried in a while. Right. And I even thought when I was cleaning up down there over the weekend, I thought, well, a Glenfiddich 14 and a Glenfiddich 15. And a, I'm like, I should Just, maybe try some of those. Do you ever think, why don't you? Because there's a bottle of Eagle Rare right on top of the shelf above it. But don't you probably. think drinking that 14 would stretch out the life of that Eagle Rare a little bit longer? It a little bit, yeah. <laughs> probably would. Because um, I'll, I'll I'll have the same I, thought. I go to I go to my favorites, I guess, especially the favorites that I know that I can get mm-hmm. again, rather than go to something that I'm that you know the, you the your recommendation of the 14 was great, right? And I, it, it's good, and I liked it, and I, the 15 I think was a gift. Um, and it was finished in a sherry cask, so it's a little different. Something like that, but, right? Um, I just have a tendency to go to the ones that I know I'm going to like and that I know I can 
find again. Okay. Uh, if that makes sense. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's, but, but you can always find the... Well, you can't always... I mean, if you're going to the Eagle Rare 10, that's not one you can find no, all the time. No, I know, but I did come across another bottle of it here recently, so I still oh have God. that. I've got that one open and, uh, and a spare. I, we're, we're on the same podcast. I know. We run with the same group of whiskey people. Do we? Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Well, I don't. I don't think you know anybody outside of this little whiskey adventure. Some we've of been us on. run in the same crowd, and some of us follow along at a brisk walk. <laughs> some of us like to have our alone time at home, Rob, and don't always go out all the time. Okay, that's probably more accurate. But I don't know how you keep scoring these. God, all the time, all the always time. Always say yes. I know. I've, I'm learning that from you, specifically when it comes to whiskey. Always say yes, no matter what text you get. No matter how much the cost. We, we have a mutual friend who had some that he was trying to get rid of. Right. And that one was one of them. Okay. So that's where that one came from. All right. Anyway. I could show you the list if you would like no, to. No, you did show me the list. Out. And there was some good stuff on there. But I'm I'm, I'm at that point now, too, where I'm, I know. I need to start whittling down a little bit. I'm with you. So that that's where, that's where we're see, going. see, then I get to that point, and then somebody comes up, hey, you want some of this? And... and Per my motto, you always, always say yes. yes. Okay. That's how I ended up with a bunch of, a case of whiskey that I wasn't. That's at. still sitting no, in your I, office. I, Did you take it I home? I took it home. God, I couldn't believe that. But. People would kill for that box you had in your office, well, and it was no, just sitting on the floor might, by a chair. That might be a stretch. But I don't know. Maybe. It's still right. pretty good, and it's, I, I, I don't want to be forgotten <laughs> if they go back to that place. So... Uh, Rob, the walking fear of missing out. Mr. FOMO sitting over there. Fear of, is that what that yeah, is? That's FOMO's fear of missing out. Yep. See, see Bruner? I, that's why I hate abbreviations. Uh, all right. So the one I've been drinking, you've tried both of them since we've been talking, but I went first to the Woodenville, yeah. which is a straight bourbon whiskey, pot distilled, comes from Washington State. Yeah, uh, It's their distillery. I mean, it's a Washington State craft distillery there. And again, what I think Woodenville was just purchased by one of the big guns too here not too long ago. Yeah, uh, was it? I mean, kind of. I don't know if it was the same. Who who, who swooped in and picked up Wyoming whiskey? Um, I don't remember. Wasn't that uh, Diageo? Was Beam, it Diageo? Beam, uh, Suntory? I don't remember. Something like that. But somebody did the same with. Uh, with somebody did the same with Woodenville. Yeah. Uh, Edrington. No, they're the group that owns McAllen. They're the one that bought okay. Wyoming whiskey. Uh, I could type that in for, for Woodenville here, too, but I don't know how interesting that would be. Anyway, going back to it now, I remember when we had it the first time, both of us were – I was still very new to to all of this. I, well, we kind of both started at the same time, other than I probably drank a hell of a lot more Jack than you right. drank anything. It's – it's it's spicier than I remember. Um, for for a ninety proof bourbon, um, I don't know if it's that pot distillation that that makes it that way. Um, I I'll say, trying to remember the first time we had it, it's it's. I don't know. Maybe it's about the same. I don't know if I'm like really over the moon about it, so to speak. Um, I started. The first sip I had was of the Woodenville, and then I tried the Blade and Bow. And I th- at that point, I really liked the Blade and Bow 
better comparatively. But then I went back to the Woodenville, and after having that sip of Blade and Bow, it it brought out something that was I really enjoyed. Okay. I don't know. It brought out a sweetness or a, I don't know. Well, again, it's been on a list of whiskeys that have been winning a lot of awards lately, Um, even, even from the time that we first tried it. Now, going back over to the Blade and Bow. Yeah, we first tried it. It had to have been four years ago or better, doesn't it? Easily, if not, if not five, if not one of the original ones that we started talking so about. So we really didn't know what we were talking about. No, and, not at and all. all. And just a little bit less so today. <laughs> and the, the only reason why I bought uh, the, the Blade and Bow was because of the key that's on it. I know because I'm just a sucker for any kind of gimmick when it comes to whiskey at all. Uh, although I haven't bought into any of the Blanton's stuff at all. I'm not going to either. So that's the one gimmick I don't care about. Um, well, well, once you have the one, then you need the other seven. Uh, the five keys of Blade and Bow once hung on the front door of the iconic Stitzelweller Distillery. These heavy brass keys represented the five steps of crafting bourbon and symbolized the art of making the world's finest whiskeys. So now knowing going in that this is a Stitzler Weller product, and Weller is one of my favorites, I'm wondering just how much my brain is going to tell me that this is the best whiskey I've ever had. I bet you're going to love it. Right? I I wish I wouldn't have have looked at the bottle to put that suggestion into my head now. It's, I remember, I think we both kind of thought it was meh, but pouring it today, I kind of dig it. And again, I hope that isn't a Stitzler Weller being embossed on my brain. Right. Yeah, it's better than I remember it being, for sure. But that could also be five years of experience, too. I mean, there's, maybe there's no doubt that... That does play a lot into it? Certainly. I would think it'd have to. Yeah, that's... Uh, I like it better than the Woodenville. I think it's flavorful. I think it's a little thicker. I think it's... Um, I'm not a fan of the big, long, burning finish of a lot of whiskeys. I like it to kind of finish in my mouth. <laughs> Uh, how, how can you, how can you say that any other way? I know. How, just I'm, how can you, can't, you can't say it any other way. Right. Right. I know. So yeah, that blade and bow. Get a little bit on your chin. <laughs> it's, it's very, uh, it's really good. It's a, it's only, it's only a 91 proof. So a little higher than, I mean, one proof higher than the Woodenville. But yeah, going back, I want to go find a bunch of these bottles now well, that we've done in the past at. and give them a try the Woodenville again. Woodenville is a little oakier. I think maybe... Well, neither one of them have an age statement, do they? I don't believe they do. No. It's, um, yeah, it's fun. Well, I this would, is a 2010 bottling on the Woodenville. Jeez. Is it really? That's what it says. What the hell? I hope okay. that's not a best if used by stamp. I can't <laughs> read it. I don't know if that would be the case. But I think that's something you should, you know. I'm, I'm if, never going to be able to read any of that. If you're listening now and you've got, uh, and you've got a fair number of whiskey downstairs in your basement or man cave or woman she shed, I think that's what the women call it, is the she shed. Um, if you've got it in there and you haven't gone back and tried it in a while, uh, you should, especially if it's been years. No, I think that was just established. Woodenville was established. Oh, in so it's yeah. 
No. It's only been around 13 years. The distillery itself. Gotcha. Is only See, I, well, I'm not wearing my cheaters. No, I get it. You should be, though. I Clearly. Do you want me to, I have a whole bunch of these little uh, the little things that go around them so you can just hang them around your neck. I have, I have hundreds of these. <laughs> so if you, yeah, I accidentally ordered like way too many one time. <laughs> so if you need these, let me know. We, maybe we should have order some with whiskey at work emblazoned on the side. Oh, we could. So you could all be, yeah. So you can look at the little <laughs> fine print on all these whiskey bottles. For some of you that can't see them, that'd be perfect. But uh, yeah, go back down. Revisit I, some yeah, of those. I think I like both of these better than the first time we tried them, honestly. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad we did this. I'm going to try some more next week. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should go through the whole the whole line that we have down there and just see just see what we should got. have to finish these two off before we go. Oh my god. No, because we got to drink tonight. We got to drink tomorrow night. And we have uh I don't know what you're we, doing We've got say. we've got the, on Thursday or Friday, we've got the, the advent calendars too. So we've got a yeah. uh, we've got a big long week in front of us here. So Bruner's talking about going to. Oh, Eddie wants to go to, to down to WB. Yeah, some whatever that means. <laughs> God, yeah. Let's just pace ourselves tonight, Rob. If that's fine, okay. Yeah, just wait. I'm gonna go chop up a deer and have a big <laughs> cocktail. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Whiskey at Work.